Okay, good afternoon everybody and welcome to the Insider webcast. My name is Warwick Lace, I'm the Head of Investor Relations at Reach Markets and I'll be facilitating the session for you today. The purpose of the Insider is to give you direct access to companies that you may be considering investing in. Uh, companies that we invite on to uh, this session, the Meet the CEO session, have often been tipped as a top stock pick by a fund manager who we would have recently hosted uh, in one of our Meet the Funds Manager sessions. Uh, we host the Meet the CEO every alternate Wednesday uh, with three new companies presenting at each session. Uh, also, advice or information that contained in today's presentation is general in nature and does not consider your personal circumstances. You need to consider for yourself whether it is appropriate for you. Okay, let's rip straight into it. This week we are joined by Andrew Meadow from PointsBet. Andrew is the CFO at uh, PointsBet and he'll be sharing more information about the, the company's corporate bookmaking operations in Australia and uh, North America and uh, its scalable cloud-based wagering platform. Uh, Campbell, thanks very much for your time today. PointsBet uh, in the past year has uh, delivered on uh, some handsome returns really to, to shareholders. Um, you've got the controls of the presentation now, so look forward to hearing about the, the plans for the next uh, 12 months or so. Uh, thank you, Warwick, and, and thanks to Reach <clears throat> for hosting us today, and, and thanks for, for those joining the call. Um, before I jump into a few slides just to talk through our half-year results, for those of you that don't know us so well, I'll just give a quick background. Um, PointsBet was established in 2015 specifically to focus on the emerging opportunity in US sports. Um, that was first done by launching an Australian business where we took our first fixed odd bet in, in 2018. In the middle of 2018, uh, the repeal of the PASPA legislation which prevented US sports from being bet on legally, uh, that was repealed. And that has opened up an opportunity into the US where each state is open to decide whether they wish to legalise sports wagering or not. Um, the first pillar of our business was technology. The idea behind that was to ensure that we have a strong and usable technology platform and the past experience is that B2B operators, as you scale out into what is in the US not one country but 52 states, is the ability to be agile and nimble around your technology stack was, was vitally important. The second piece to it is obviously bringing deep sports wagering risk management experience, uh, which Sam Swanell, our our co-founder brings to the business having previously run the TomWaterhouse.com business in Australia and our US CEO Johnny Aitken uh, used to run the William Hill Australian trading business. So that is the background to PointsBet. We have a, a profitable business in Australia which we view as our blueprint to what we want to roll out into the US and we have access to 12 US states currently and we're operational in six of those states. We're operational in New Jersey, Iowa, Indiana, Illinois, Colorado, and Michigan. So that's the background to PointsBet. I'll just now jump through a couple of slides. Uh, maybe Warwick, you could take control. There we go. Um, slide 20, just talking to, to this slide, the key highlight slide. Um, it was a very, uh, very good half of the business. Um, the Australian business um, took a significant amount of, of turnover growth, net wing growth, and was profitable. Um, we generated a profit of $8 million of EBITDA of $21 million of marketing spend. Um, and that really speaks to the rollout of what we want to roll out into, into the US. In the US, 
Um, we are obviously investing for the future, but the Australian business is that blueprint. It's what we want to roll out. Um, so ensuring that our marketing spend is about 30% of our net win and obviously then to deliver EBITDA profit. Um, last year was very important in terms of the strategy for the business in securing a long-term media partner in the US. You know, there is the reality of sports wagering and media is that they will become more and more integrated to the extent we've seen that in Australia. And the idea behind this deal with NBC Universal to become this official sports wagering partner of an iconic group like NBC was to ensure that we structured a relationship over a period of time where both parties were completely aligned, ensuring that PointsBet will be a material player into that, into that US opportunity. The other thing we spoke to on, on the half yearly call was the volatility of trading results and to reflect the normalization of trading results, we provided an update of trading for the first 24 days of January and I'll speak to that in a moment. You can see here our, our key KPIs and, and our trading update and you know, the, the essence of this business is turnover or handle as it's referred to in the US which is the amount of betting that is undertaken. There's the gross win what we win off clients, whether they're cash or free bets, and then the net win, which is the deductions between the gross win of promotions uh, to get to your net win, which is effectively the cash that's transferred from a client's account to a points bet account. And you can see the Australian business on a on a half-on-half -half basis had extra, extreme growth. There's to an extent some benefits from the move from retail to offline um, through the COVID period when a lot of the TAB stores were closed and also the Bet Easy brand ceased to exist and was rolled into Sportsbet and obviously that enabled us to, to target potentially some of those Bet Easy clients to grow to grow our business. And then in the US business continuing strong growth on a turnover and gross win basis and the reason we provided that trading update to the first 24 days of January was to normalize the short-term variance that went against us in the first uh, first uh, sorry, the second quarter, um, but then obviously returned in our favour in the first 24 days of January to show a more normalised trading result. The key to these businesses is obviously efficient client acquisition. And you can see the Australian business has a, a more mature type profile and the US business as we roll out into new states is growing, but growing in a manner that which we'd expect. As you invest your marketing dollars, the goal is to be acquiring clients and, and acquiring clients that are active uh, and then reducing your turn through key retention metrics. And I'll speak to the product and technology strategy in a moment. But you can see from these slides that we are investing heavily in, tech, in, in marketing. In the first half of the financial year in Australia, we spent just over $21 million on marketing and you can see the continued growth in that active client base and then into the US we spent 30 million dollars on marketing and you would expect and it is expected from the market that our uh, our active clients do grow as you invest those marketing dollars across the uh, across the periods so you know as an investor you should expect as we continue to increase our marketing spend in both Australia and the US that you would expect these active clients to grow over over time. Just talking now to the Super Bowl slide, you know, I think we intentionally put this in. Obviously, there's a lot of focus around the Super Bowl this year. Um, to provide some perspective, last year 
we are only operational in two states when the Super Bowl was active, which was New Jersey and Iowa. And now, and this year we're active uh, and operational in six states. And so you would expect that our turnover increased. So we did four times the turnover and 12 times the activation on first-time bettors through the Super Bowl. And on the top of that slide, you can see that we've been very active in terms of the number of markets that you put up. It's very important to ensure that you have as many or more than, than your competition markets for clients to bet on. You want a full product suite. You want to ensure that if they're looking for a certain um, betting type, then that betting type is available. And you can see that we had 765 game day markets on, on the Super Bowl. One thing that may not have been picked up as, in Australia as, as, as much as it was in the US is that we suffered no outages or system issues. And at the start of the presentation, I referenced the fact that we want uh, we, our, our first stake in the ground and our goal is a technology first strategy. And that part of that technology first strategy, and obviously as an online bookmaker, having your app go down is, is something that is far from desirable. And we had a very successful Super Bowl um, for perspective. Last year on Melbourne Cup Day, we took 428,000 bets without incident. Um, and through the Super Bowl, we had another successful day without incident. But a number of our competitors uh, in the US, some of the larger players, DraftKings, FanDuel, Barstool, Bet, they all suffered outages. Um, FanDuel operates on its own technology system, but does use some third-party um, legacy technology, uh, whereas DraftKings and Barstool both use a third-party B2B operator. And that B2B operator suffered um, some outages, and, and as a result, um, those sites went down. Now, that, that is the key strategy from PointsBet, is a product-first, product-leg strategy. And it's certainly recognized, and in the US, there's a lot more talk about an in-house strategy and in-house technology strategy being the key to success. And you know, to Sam Swanell's credit, the founder of PointsBet, that was the stake in the ground that, and the strategy we, that we put in place back in, in 2015. And you can see it's really come full circle now to provide you know, the, the absolute uh, clear guidance that in-house technology and in-house product will win in the long term in the US. Just to speak to the actual results themselves, you, know, you would expect that we are growing net revenue and gross profit over the period. You know, obviously, gross profit was slightly affected by the volatility of results, but on a normalised basis to the first, first 24 days of January, I think that, that makes it very clear into the trajectory of that, of that line item. You know, so this, this is a, a marketing investment strategy, particularly in the US. And as I said, these are the group normalised results. Um, but in the US, we are continuing to in invest our marketing dollars through those six US states, and we'll continue to do that in the second half of this, of this uh, calendar year. You'll also see the employee benefits expense continue to grow as we're scaling up, and I just want to speak a few moments on that. We have 302 staff globally, 150 are based in Melbourne, and 150 are based in the US. The, of those 300 staff, we have about 130 technologists and we'll continue to grow that technology business um, as we scale up into the US. We are competing against large groups. We are not naive to the opportunity and not, na not naive to the competitive nature of the US sports betting space. But with that, you, we have a very deep understanding of what is required 
and through that, those, that understanding, we, we plan to execute, particularly on that technology side of the business, away from the product and technology staff in Australia, we've really, really hit scale. So we don't necessarily see a lot of growth in the Australian employees uh, away from product technology. But in the US, we're still scaling up. We are competing against competitors that have thousands of employees, and so there will be some scaling up continued into the US. But as we roll into more states, you're obviously able to allocate that expense over more um, revenue channels. Just quickly to touch on, on the balance sheet, you know, last year we undertook a capital raising uh, post the NBC transaction. And just to walk you through the journey of PointsBet and, and, and how we've got to where we are today in terms of funding. As a private company, before listing in June 2019, we raised about $42 million. Um, then at IPO, we raised $75 million. Post-IPO, we raised $122 million on the back of the Penn National Gaming five-state access deal. And then, as I said, on the back of NBC, we raised $353 million. So today, we have, at the 31st of December, $360 million in cash. And I would add, though, there are two options in the market, one held by Penn National Gaming, um, which was executed back in 2019, uh, the strike is slightly below $4. Uh, that expires in September of this year, and when that and, and upon expiry, assuming they would be converting, they will generate another $38 million of cash. And also, some of you may be holders of our uh, options that are publicly traded that we issued as part of the last capital raise, and that is uh, that can raise up to $153 million. So we feel very comfortable with our cash balance as we stand. We obviously see some big opportunities in front of us. But you know, with Brett Payton at the helm of, of the board as chairman and obviously very experienced investment banker in Australia, you know, we feel very comfortable. We've always taken a very prudent um, position and strategy on our capital on our balance sheet management and, and our capital. Uh, and so we feel very comfortable where we stand today. I just want to jump to talk to the opportunity into the US. Um, there's no doubt that you know, when we were doing our pre-IPO roadshows in the US just, just two years ago, that there wasn't a great recognition of what was happening post the repeal of PASPA. But that, is, that has changed markedly in the past two years. And you can see from all the commentary about different states looking to roll out, uh, the speed of that legislation has certainly increased exponentially. And so the recognition of the opportunity is certainly there. And we've had a, a stated goal that we want to, by 2025, be a 10% market share player in any states that we go into in the US. You know, I think you can see from our results so far in New Jersey, we're generally tracking to about you know, high single digits, 7, 8, 9% of market share in New Jersey. And you can also see from Illinois, which is a state we've only been operational in, for about four months, that in December we were about six and a half percent market share on handle, and we we're about five and a half percent on bet count. So that certainly tracking in the direction towards being a ten percent player, and you know that would mean in the states that we're, we're active in that we'd have about a million active clients at that particular time. And as you can see, at the for the twelve months, the end of uh, the end of December of last year, we had sixty-eight thousand clients and, and tracking in the right direction. The, the marketing and using those NBC assets to build the brand over the journey and using the sports wagering experience of the team that we have both in Australia and the US 
you know, we feel we will we feel confident about um, providing that that guidance. Just to quickly touch on the NBC assets, um, they're very very deep. You know, one of you know we were we we worked very closely through a very detailed RFP process. You know, and obviously NBC shows PointsBet above all the other operators to be their bet on the US sports wagering opportunity. But equally, there are things that we wanted from NBC. And I think this slide shows you the hugely deep and wide nature of their, of their assets. One of the important things about NBC is it's not just linear or traditional or television advertising. They have very deep digital assets. They have deep regional assets and local assets. And the way that we've structured the, the transaction is that we have committed to spend over five years, $393 million on, um, with NBC on marketing. Now it's paid for in two ways. It's paid for $270 million in cash and $123 million in equity where we issued them 4.9% of the company as well as options to buy up to circa another 20% of the company. And so that ensures that NBC and PointsBet are completely aligned into our strategy and we have all these assets at our disposal to pick and choose how we want to execute um, across the next five years. We haven't, we've effectively set today's pricing with a small inflationary um, uh, calculation, but we have today's pricing over five years and we have the full strength of NBC behind us to help execute on that strategy across the US. I, I thought I'd just flag that there's been, um, been a number of Questions. Obviously, a lot of interest in the US and uh, your sort of trajectory there. Um, just in terms of you know market entry, where where are you? If you had to summarise uh, the US as a whole in terms of market entry, and um, you know what are the next cabs off the rank in terms of uh, the, the opportunities you're pursuing? Yeah, sure. I think um, where we are today is we have access to 12 states. Those 12 states have a total estimated revenue opportunity of $5.2 billion um, in 2025. Um, we're currently operational in six of those states. Uh, they are New Jersey, Iowa, Indiana, Colorado and Michigan. And we expect to be launching our iGaming product, which is something I haven't had a chance to speak to this morning, but uh, our iGaming product in both Michigan in the coming months and then New Jersey. But then obviously the opportunity in the US is significant. You know, and this just to talk quickly to this last slide, these are the estimates in 2025 of what the online sports wagering and the iGaming market can look like in the US. Morgan Stanley has an estimate of twelve billion, JP Morgan at twelve billion as well, and GVC even to twenty billion. And actually on last night's conference call Flutter um, came out and said they expect it to be north of $20 billion. So that is the opportunity that we're playing into. We feel very comfortable about that position we've put ourselves in and the place we've put ourselves in today, where we're probably spending about fourth or fifth in terms of marketing dollars. And as you can see, we're tr on track to, to focus on achieving that 10% market share. Maybe just a, a quick one, um, Andrew. Obviously, North America and Australia um, understood. Any other... Um, interest in international destinations from PointsBet at the stage? Does your technology first strategy allow you sort of to expand into into other jurisdictions um, relatively quickly? Yeah, I think um, the, the one that's really, and we highlighted the, at, the, at the half year um, 
is Canada. Canada hasn't really been spoken about before, but Canada is about to have their PASPA repeal moment, um, where it'll uh, once the legislation passes through the lower house and then the upper house, um, legalised sports betting will be launched in Canada. It will also be on a state by state basis, but it is expected that Ontario, which is 41% of the Canadian population, will legalise first. Um, so we're certainly very focused on on the Canadian market at this stage. Very, very good. Uh, exciting times. Thanks so much for your time today, Andrew, and the great presentation. Uh, look forward to um, getting more updates um, as they come out in the, the next few months. Thank you. Thanks very much for your time today. Uh, we look forward to chatting again to you soon. Have a good day. Bye.